Good morning, people of God. Oh my goodness, we can do better than that. I said, good morning, people of God. Oh, amen. This is the day the Lord has made. We can rejoice. It is okay, even as Lutherans, to show our emotions about how excited we are about God. Amen? Amen. Special welcome to those of you who are visiting with us this morning, both here in person and online. We will be celebrating Holy Communion, so hopefully as you walked in, you all received your communion cups. And for those of you at home, you can grab some bread and some wine or juice following our time of confession. A couple quick announcements before we jump in this morning. We have uh, 18 youth and adults who will be heading out to Bible camp this afternoon, actually immediately following our 11 o'clock service, which is exciting and scary all at the same time. <laughs> it's like herding, you know, herding cats at all times. But uh, we are really excited to be uh, on the other side of Michigan. Uh, both myself and Pastor Kelsey and a couple other uh, adult members will be taking all the kids and we join with other churches from around Michigan and actually, you know, central U.S. here and uh, just spend a week out in the woods and uh, hopefully experiencing God in a whole new way. So we'd appreciate prayers if, you know, at any time throughout the week as the Spirit moves you, if you're like, oh, campers, <gasps> I better pray for Pastor Dave. Yes. I will, t- <laughs> I will take the prayers. And for the kids too, I suppose. But yes. Uh, once again, wanted to share, uh, be sure to check out your midweek emails for all that's coming up. We are still always looking for helpers with Vacation Bible School. That's just uh, five Sundays away now. Well, we're always looking for help uh, uh, with, you know, people to help serve uh, with PowerPoint, or we would love to restart how we do communion and how we take our offering and all those things. So as the Spirit moves you, if you're willing to do it even just once a month or once every couple of months, please let us know on the back of that yellow slip you have. Or if you're at home, you can call uh, Jennifer in the office or let us know. We're always looking for people even to help restock the coffee area. We need all hands on deck to keep this ship running. So hopefully the Spirit moves you to say yes today. I also wanted to share, uh, we're excited to uh, have yet another baptism at our second service today. Jace Alexander. And uh, gosh, it's just fun. I don't know. It, it, it's just, it's always exciting. You sure love baptisms. I, I know. I, I do. I love baptisms. I love holding a baby that doesn't go home with me anymore. <laughs> That's still new enough. I mean, it, it's, it was so fun. I think the last baptism we had, uh, um, I held the baby. It was just like, oh my gosh. This is what that felt like. And here's your child back. I'm done. No more diapers. Thank God. Yes. But uh, that's exciting as always as well. So um, before we jump into our opening song of praise, I invite you to stand as you are able and greet the neighbors you have around you. If you're joining us online, give a shout out on, uh, through your texting or through your uh, comment page. Amen. Let us pray. You are great, O God, and greatly to be praised. You've made us for yourself, and our hearts are restless until they rest in you. Grant that we may believe in you, call upon you, know you, and serve you. And may you shine a light in our lives, especially when times are dark. 
We ask all this through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, and all of God's people say, Amen. Please be seated. Well, sisters, brothers, dear ones, grace to you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So for the next five weeks, we are going to be on a journey together, a journey with our VBS theme this year. We have five themes that we will be teaching the kids that first full week in August, and it just so happens that there are, well, five Sundays before we kick off Vacation Bible School today. So of course, it just makes sense that it's not fair that the kids get all the fun, that we too get to party with these themes a little bit. And uh, well, we're going to be learning all the lessons and the readings, the Bible stories that they get to read. We're going to do as well so we can all have some fun together. Amen? Amen. Well, along with each Bible story... There is a little one-liner to learn each week, and you know me, I'll probably have you repeat them a lot of times throughout the sermon, because I, I just hope and pray anytime I do that, it might actually sink in one of the many times that we say it, because hopefully these apply to us throughout the week, that we can take God and church and our faith outside these walls, Woo. And allow it to just kind of flow through us. Amen? Amen. All right. So our first theme this week is this. When life feels dark, shine Jesus' light. Now I've been informed by the English police that you do not say Jesus's when there is an apostrophe after a word that has an S. The first time I looked at it, I'm like, oh, shine Jesus' light. And Kelsey is like, no, you can't say Jesus's. It's just Jesus. So I'm letting you know so that we're all on the same page. And I don't want anyone calling me or sending me an email later this week saying, you said Jesus's because it's going to fall. It's going to slip out. It just is. Okay. Yeah. I don't make up the rules. I'm just following. It's a great question. Why? I, I, I thought that same thing. I'm like, well, why don't they just take out the confusion and say, shine the light of Jesus. Amen. But then that's what the curriculum was. And if I was there at that first meeting, I'd have been like, I don't want to say Jesus. Because I'm gonna. But here we are. An S with an apostrophe after it is just Jesus. Amen. I think it's probably me being the only one confused about that. You all would have been just fine, but I just wanted to clarify. So, repeat after me. When life feels dark, shine Jesus' light. All right. Now for our Bible story for today, it comes to us from the book of Matthew, the very first chapter, starting in verse 18. I invite you to follow along on the screen. Now the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. But just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, 
For the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus. For he will save his people from their sins. On all this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took her as his wife, but had no marital relations with her until she had borne a son, and he named him Jesus. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, asking, Where is the child who has been born the king of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising, and we have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet, and you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means the least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men, learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for this child, and when you found him, bring me word so that I too may go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And apparently, welcome to Christmas in July. <laughs> it made me, maybe throughout this thing, you're like, wait a minute, hold on. There's no snow on the ground. It's not cold out. Why are we telling this story? That was my thought the first time I was reading through the, the VBS curriculum. And I'm like, of all the stories that talk about Jesus being the light of the world, why on earth would you pick Christmas? Right? Matthew chapter 1, when we're in July. Well, the more I thought about it, the more it actually made sense. Because when you consider all that was going on in our Bible reading for today, it was a pretty dark On the national scene, Rome had conquered Israel and set up shop. They took over everything, including forming a new government, keeping garrisons of troops in every major city, adding all those extra taxes. It was a very dark time in the lives of God's people. They weren't slaves per se, but they certainly weren't free. And then more personally, we get to hear about Mary. A teenage girl who was engaged to be married, but not married yet, and is found to be pregnant before the wedding. So, huge issue back then. So big it could have cost Mary her life. She literally could have been stoned to death 
for being pregnant before being wed. That was why Joseph had such a hard time with it, saying, well, I'm going to try to dismiss her quietly so that no one else tries to kill her. That's how big of a deal it was for her to be pregnant back then, let alone being a teenager and probably the fear of having to raise a child on her own if Joseph was going to dismiss her. So, scary time for her. And then you have Joseph, whose fiance is obviously pregnant with someone else's child because, well, it wasn't his, so there's that. Let alone dealing with the challenges of, of being a, a, a future father. And in their history, they were having to move quite a bit and, well, having to start over in each little town that they go to, to provide for that family. Again, dark times. And then our reading includes a couple of years later when we have these wise men show up and they're talking to King Herod and they let him know that there is a new king in town, that the the new king of God's people has been born. To which Herod is thinking, oh, not on my watch. I like being in charge. So tell you what, why don't you go find him and let him know, let me know where he's at so I can pay him homage too. Now we don't get it in the story, but... He's not going to pay homage. He wants to kill that child so that he can remain in power. Again, dark. The story in the world at that time was filled with challenges, difficulties, hardships, even threats of murder. And into this, Jesus was born. Not as a mighty warrior or to royalty, or even to a family who had means to provide for his protection. He was born as a vulnerable baby in a barn, to a family that obviously has issues in a time when things seem pretty bleak. Which is where we get our theme for today. Again, repeat after me. When life feels dark, shine Jesus' light. Jesus, the Son of God, came to a people and in a time where hope was hard to find. God sent Jesus to be a light in a very dark world, to be a light for a people who are struggling, to say the very least. To be a light to help guide people to a a better, more meaning-filled life. To enlighten life to all its potential and possibilities and to bring hope. And guess what? This is where you say, what? Come on. <laughs> it still is happening today. Thank God for that, because life can feel dark some days. Amen? Sometimes we see it coming, but more often than not, it hits us out of nowhere. We'll be going along fine, life is good, and then all of a sudden, wham! Something happens that throws us into the darkness of despair. It might be a a car wreck or an unexpected diagnosis at the doctor's office or a financial crisis or the devastating loss of someone that we love. It comes mentally, physically, and most definitely spiritually, that darkness into our lives. I've been there before. 
Times when, when life seemed so dark that I couldn't see a way out. Times when I felt alone and was afraid. And I dare to believe that we have all felt that at some point. Amen? Maybe even some of us today. And some of us are lucky and beyond blessed to have others in our lives that are there to support and to help us. But I'm here to say that all of us are blessed to have the light of Jesus shining all the time in that darkness. It may be hard to see some days, but it's always there. Some days that light of Jesus shines like a bright burning beacon. You can't avoid it and you get enveloped in it and you just, you feel God's presence. And other days it may be just a tiny little flicker where what we are facing kind of blinds us from that little flicker and we feel lost or we feel abandoned and we feel alone. But I'm here to tell you that light of Jesus is always there because Jesus never leaves our side. He absolutely refuses to. You matter way too much to our God to just leave you in darkness. In fact, that's how the book of John starts. The light of the world came into the darkness and it shone. And that light comes in many ways. That light will shine through, through a song or, or maybe something that you read. The light of Jesus will shine through, through a loved one or even through someone that you have just met today. Anytime that you are reminded that, that you are loved, that you have value and worth, that you have a shoulder to cry on or to lean on, that there is hope and new life waiting for you for all of those times and then some, you are experiencing the light of Jesus. Shining bright for you to feel and to see so that you know you are not alone. And so when, challenge, when, when, when life is challenging or difficult or just downright awful, when we have those days, because let's be honest, we will, be on the lookout for that light that shines in the darkness to lead you to new life and to new hope that things are ultimately going to be okay. And so again, just to get this into our brains, repeat after me, when life feels dark, shine Jesus' light. And that would be enough for a sermon, but wait, there's more. Because on the flip side, God will also put people in your lives, some of you that, uh, some that you will know, some that you might be meeting for the very first time, but people nonetheless that will be in need of experiencing some light in their own darkness. Whether you feel prepared for it or not, Jesus will choose, to you, uh, choose you to be that source of light. You don't have to come up with the light on your own. You don't have to have the right words. You don't even have to be uh, uh, wearing the right clothes or, or acting the right way. God will somehow use each and every one of us to be reflectors, if you will. God's light shines, and all we have to do is kind of get in the way of that light a little bit so it shines off of us as well. That's it. God has amazing ways of working that we can't even fathom. For instance, yesterday, uh, five teenagers and three of us adults decided to uh, go to a couple of our members' homes and help them with their landscaping. Okay? 
Nothing, no, no rocket science here. We, we spent the morning yesterday pulling weeds and uh, um, uh, trimming hedges and cleaning out a window well and raking wood chips. We even found some flower pots to help fill. I mean, uh, again, it wasn't a big deal for us. We spent all of two, two and a half hours just spending some time helping those who are no longer physically able to do it themselves. It was really not a big deal to us. Because I tell you what, for the members that we served, it was a huge deal. They were so happy and so thankful. They felt loved and valued and that they mattered to us, which they totally do, and we most certainly love them. It was even fun because... uh, The first house, when we were all done, we took some pictures and and I said a prayer over that particular person. And then we went to the second house and before I said a prayer, I said, you know what, does anyone else want to pray? And one of those teenagers just like leapt up and said, yes, I do. I'm going to tell you, he didn't necessarily have, you know, any prayer thought out because he was, you know, struggling to find the words, but it was awesome. So even something as simple as weed pulling can become the way that Jesus' light shines. My own life was absolutely changed when a friend in college on a random Tuesday night said, hey, would you pray with me? Changed my life. We sat down on that dorm room floor, held hands and prayed. And I can't tell you the words that she said but I can tell you the moment of that moment and how it felt. Changed my life. Because she said, would you pray with me? God has a way of taking the most simplest of things and shining God's light through that action, through those words, through that opportunity to bring a little light into some darkness. It's just so darn awesome how God can and will use anyone and just about through anything to make God's presence known in our lives and the lives of those others around us who are experiencing darkness. God has a way. And so, dear ones, may you not only hear that when life feels dark, Jesus' light is shining in your life, shining for you to help help you and to guide you, But also, may you know that those around you who are also struggling and in dark days, God will use you to reflect and radiate that same love, even if you don't feel it. That's amazing. I think more often than not, we think we have to be a certain way to do certain things. But I'll tell you what, God has used me in some of my worst moments to be a beacon for someone else. So even if you hear this right now and you personally are struggling, God will use you to shine God's light in their lives. That's how awesome our God is. Refuses to let us stay in those dark days and refuses to let us think that we are not enough to bring that light into this world. So be on the lookout this week. 
Maybe even before you leave worship today, God will use you to share God's light in dark days. Can I get an amen? Because, repeat after me, when life feels dark, shine Jesus' light. Oh, let's say it one more time, loud enough so that your own ears might hear it. When life feels dark, shine Jesus' light. Let us pray. Oh, Heavenly Father, we cannot thank you enough for this day. We thank you for for this opportunity to worship you, to give you thanks. Despite how we are feeling in our lives today, Lord, you come to us to remind us of your love for us, to wrap us in your healing arms, to give us your spirit, to give us courage and the thought that maybe, you know, maybe we're just lovable enough. Lord, I ask for a special portion of your spirit today to fall upon every member who hears this and every visitor who hears this, whether they have always been here or it's their first time or whether they're finding us online and they just hear this prayer. Lord, may your spirit fall upon each and every one of them to get them, I don't know, excited and passionate for you today, to give you thanks for the ways that you shine in their lives to give you thanks and praise for the way that you will shine your light through them. But above all, Lord, we just, we thank you for all that you are and all that you've done for each and every one of us. We ask all this in your holy and precious name and all of God's people's sake. Amen. I invite you to stand as you are able. Confident that God receives our joys and our concerns, let us now offer our prayers for the church, for those in need, and for all of creation. At the end of each little prayer, I would say, God of grace, please respond with, hear our prayer. Let us pray. God of the covenant, you call ministers to proclaim your gospel of grace throughout the world. Inspire pastors, deacons, church musicians, and all ministers of your word as they carry out your work. God of grace, hear our prayer. God of all creation, You reveal your goodness through all that you have made, rivers and seas, plant and animals, and endangered species. Prosper the work of conservation organizations, botanical gardens, zoos, and wildlife sanctuaries. God of grace, hear our prayer. God of the nations, you desire that all the peoples of the world live in peace. Guide government leaders at all levels, national, state, province, and local, to work for justice, mercy, and reconciliation. God of grace, hear our prayer. God of compassion, you bring healing to those who are sick, consolation to those who are grieving, and well-being to those who are distraught. Send skilled caregivers to all who are in need and make your presence known among all who suffer, especially those we name now either silently or out loud. God of grace, hear our prayer. God of rejoicing, you have brought us together this day to worship around word and sacrament encourage children in their learning and growing and watch over those who are absent today 
Lead us all to places of renewal and refreshment. God of grace, hear our prayer. Receive these prayers, O God, and all those too deep for words. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, as we now pray the prayer, he taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. We now take a moment to reflect on our week and to lift up all those times when we failed to live as God calls and invites us to every day. We say these words together. God of life, we confess that we are wrapped up in sin and cannot free ourselves. We nurture conflict and build walls. We neglect the need of our neighbors and ignore the groaning of creation. Have mercy on us. Where we are self-centered, open our hearts. Where we are reluctant, give us courage. Where we are cynical, restore our trust. Renew us with your grace and give us the hope of new life in you. Amen. And may you now hear these words, dear children of God. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given over to die for you. And for his sake, God forgives you of all of your sins. And so, I therefore declare unto you, as a called, church, a called member of this Church of Christ and by God's authority, I therefore declare unto you the entire forgiveness of all of your sin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and all of God's people say, Amen. At this time, I invite you to take out your communion kits, or for those of you at home, to grab your bread and your juice or wine. At this time, as we prepare ourselves to receive the gifts of Jesus Christ. We begin with the bread. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread. He gave thanks and broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body, and it's given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. The body of Christ given for you. Amen. And again after supper, he took the cup. He gave thanks and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, and it's shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. The blood of Christ shed for you. Amen. People of God, may the body and blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, give you strength this day and keep you always in God's grace. And all of God's people say, Amen. And finally, thank you for all the ways that you continue to support and, and share all that you are with our family of faith here at King of Kings, all the ways that you uh, support us financially, especially for those of you joining us online. There'll be a QR code at the end of service that'll lead you to a, a website page. For those of you here, there are some offering buckets on your way out. Just know uh, we have people calling every week who have power shutoffs or, or stopping in for gas cards or things like that. We're able to help and to be a light in their darkness through your generosity. So thank you. 
for all that you are. May you now receive this blessing. May the road rise to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face. And until we meet again, and until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. Amen. Holy cow, I almost started too high there. I was, you started that and I went, where is he? Y'all wow. notice? Dave's feeling good today. My voice was about to crack. Oh, there's a miracle right there. God got me through that. All right. With, I was thinking it, but I wasn't going to say anything. You went right for the camera. That's where my brain is today. So, all right, people of God, repeat after me. When life feels dark, shine Jesus' light. With that, may you go in peace and share the good news. Thanks be to God.